This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 5th of September 2012. For newcomers, I suggest you go into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website, make good use of it. There's over a 1,000 audios for download there for free. And you'll find the big system, the big system that's all around you. It's everywhere across the planet, the big system, because we're global, you see, and we have global managers and, and global groups and foundations that really run the world. And the foundations, of course, have been there for a long, long time. The Margaret Thatcher called them the parallel government. And when she left office, she said, I'm now working for the parallel government. We can get things done, she said. We're not responsible to voters. And we can work behind the scenes and get things done. Technocrats, in other words. And that's how the world is really run. And you run towards a different agenda. I mean, most folk actually wonder what any agenda could be. Most folk don't think about the future much at all, except we'll have enough money to live on when they're old or something like that. But they don't think beyond that. They don't ever stop and think, well, who's really running the world now? Who brings in these global treaties, for instance? Look at the big foundations and organizations and armies of NGOs that do it. So I put that all up for you, the history books and the guys who started it off too. And you'll find really you've never had democracy whatsoever and never will have it either for that matter. And it neither has anybody else had it. You've had little times of more freedom than others. And that was just a little, a little breathing space during say the seventies, for instance. And then you're banging back into recession in the eighties. And then of course all the factories were moved offshore because of your politicians signing the World Trade Organization. So they'll move to China. Member two, you're the audience that bring me to you. You can help me keep going by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And you can also donate, remember, awfully important donations. And from the U.S. to Canada, you can use personal checks or international postal money orders from the post office. You can send cash or use PayPal across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. And straight donations, as I say, are awfully, really, really awfully welcome because I don't bring on advertisers as guests or sell you anything or hype things up and terrify you and then sell you the antidote to it. I just tell you the, the truth as it is and the facts. And the facts shouldn't really upset you for those who are already battle-hardened to the system you're born into. Fear is something you'll, you, you'll always experience because, because you must keep it under control. Because the, the big boys dish out bucket loads of fear every day. It's a sort of training thing that you get trained to buckle under. You're, you're so minuscule, you're a tiny amoeba in this big world, and you have to leave things to the experts at the top. It's meant to th- make you think that you have no rights whatsoever, and you're pretty helpless. It's trained uh, helplessness, you might say. And you have to go beyond that and handle the fear and then dismiss the fear and then do something about it because we can't let these big boys have run the world for over a 100 years and their big uh, organizations with their thousands of think tanks 
and their private armies of non-governmental organizations. We can't let them go on any further with where they're taking us because they've told us quite plainly they want to depopulate rapidly now, rapidly. That, that means not just aborting children across the planet and using your tax money, but also means bringing down the population of those who are already adults, obviously. Rapid depopulation, the term that Rockefeller used and others have used at his lucky Dean Club, as he called it. So, as I say, don't get too bogged down in the worries. Also, don't get too bogged down in all the little things that are happening because it's meant to distract you into other areas. Try to concentrate on the things that you can do, and uh, that's, that's the best that you can actually do. Things that you can do, things you can affect. And don't stop speaking out about even with the zombies around you. You've got to do it. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. I'm back, cutting through the matrix and. We're talking about the big system, the system you're born into, and it's been here for a long, long time. Your parents didn't know generally, no one told them, because they believed in the regular media. And that was a trick employed and really enforced since about the 1930s. Prior to, prior to, say, the 50s, people were very mistrustful of media because they knew who owned them, and they knew the associations that these particular owners belonged to. They still belong to the same associations like Council on Foreign Relations, etc., even Trilateral Commission and many international organizations. And therefore, there's always a spin on every story to bend your minds into the way that they want you to think and believe and act and behave and go along for the things they promote. So, But today, of course, people have been trained that they're somehow official. They're official like part of the government. And Brzezinski said the same thing 30-odd years ago or more. He said eventually the public will be unable to reason for themselves. And we've, we've come to that stage. The public literally, uh, if they haven't made a big deal about something on the media or mentioned it at all, then and you show them evidence, those folk around you, evidence of something big that's going on, uh, they won't believe it. Because obviously the, their, their caretakers, the masters, would, would have told them on buying television. And it doesn't work that way as we well know. We're running covertly, you see. And uh, it works very, very, very well. Now, when I mentioned before, too, many times about the, the fact that we're being killed off, poisoned by the foods, uh, we're being killed off by the inoculations, there's no doubt about it. The IQ has plummeted over the years. Even the United Nations admits that as they keep stepping up their inoculation and vaccine uh, programs across the planet. And when everything like that, anything like that happens suddenly in society with autism, etc., you have to always look at any simple detective story, start at the beginning, what's changed? What's changed? And, okay, the, the previous generation never got these injections, these inoculations. So you start right there. If the food is the same, if the is the same, you start there. Now, if the food's changed too, you must also go into the food. And we know since then, of course, uh, they've been altering the food drastically, drastically. Remember, the food supply up until World War II uh, was basically natural, natural food. And they used different fertilizers, natural fertilizers, uh, and, including manure. It was great for growing vegetables. And they, they'd, uh, uh, they'd uh, dig that back into the ground and, um, and plow it under, and up came good stuff. 
And uh, after after World War II, all the big chemical industries says, well, what are we going to do with all this all this excess explosive and so on, all the nitrogen, etc., big thing for explosions. And they had all this excess, so they, they came out and called it organic farming. We'll dump all this stuff in the fields, and the nitrogen will help the plants to grow. And they grow big and all that, but there's nothing really in them. You don't get the vitamins and minerals that you need to be healthy. And apart from that... They also brought in uh, the big chemical industries as well with their excess stuff from World War II. They started dousing, dousing uh, fields with pesticides. And, uh, and that's when hell started to go down the hill. Because plants naturally soak up the pesticides as well, uh, the ones that they're resistant to, and uh, kills the weeds, but uh, it soaks up in the, the plants and it's all throughout the plants. And you eat that and now you've got something in your system that shouldn't be there at all. Also interesting in the past, I've gone through articles put out by uh, Monsanto themselves, where their biggest plant in the U.S., they said that their staff, none of their staff or the scientists would eat their own product, the GM food from Monsanto. And so they brought catering firms in to, to give them organic only. They know what it does to the people. They have done all the testing on the animals and, and continue doing it. They know what it does to animals. You see, and also Tony Blair, of course, when he was prime minister, he tried to push it through and ram it through onto the British people, and it broke out that. Um, he, but he made an exception for the own massive cafeteria that supplies the, the food to the politicians when they're when they're lounging about there. I don't call it work, but they're always there. And also, of course, we know too that the big boys also have. Um, Tickets, you might say. That's your ticket, your ticket to the club, where you get real organic stuff. I should mention this as well. A few years ago, at the same time, the exact same time this is happening, I read articles on the air to do with these domed, domed greenhouses that were getting put up. It started in Japan. That was the first time we heard of it. And then suddenly realized, oh, they already had them in Germany and in different countries, etc. And the staff go in as they're going into any laboratory uh, they're scrubbed clean and they go in white overalls and rubber boots and wearing face masks. No bacteria is allowed in from outside. Uh, no bugs are allowed in from outside, insects. And, uh, and no one could figure out why they go to all this expense to grow obviously very expensive food. Well, you see, it's because of the spraying, the chem spraying that they've been doing. It all comes down with its aluminum oxide and with its barium and strontium and various other things, particles, into the ground. So much so that Monsanto anticipated this and they came out with the so-called um, uh, crop or, 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 or seed that would be resistant to, to aluminum soil because they're making the soil aluminized now, so it's killing some of the trees and so on off. But anyway, they, they, these guys get the stuff from, from greenhouses where uh, this crap coming down from the sky doesn't touch their food at all. They know this. They've discussed it, obviously, at a very high level. And that's where they get their stuff, all the bigwigs, you see, but not for you. They even have underground bases, too. And that came out in Canada uh, years ago, where they have hydroponics growing food, masses of food, for, I guess, the same elite in Canada. We also found at the same time they were even growing medical marijuana in these underground places in Canada. That's big news here at the time. We have other ones too where they actually make uh, and, and breed 
That's insects underground as well. Various kinds of modified insects. Supposedly to go in and kill the aphids on the crops. But it's strange how they always release these particular types uh, after the crops are already in. Hmm. But that's another story. Now we know too that the big boys themselves uh, pay lots of cash. They've no end. They've got endless cash, so they can pay lots of cash to get reports done that are positive to whatever they're flogging to you. And to make it sound awfully good, just like Big Pharma does the same thing. They hire special guys. They've had documentaries even on CBC about it. Guys who are full time. Uh, they're, they're meant to see, it, never mention the negative of the pharma industry or in particular chemical that they're using or, or drug and always put the positive spin on things. And that's how the things are sold to the public. Same thing with the food. And because of all the publicity that's come out, the bad publicity about the the GM food and all the pesticides, etc. Never mind the fact that they're taking over the, the world's food supply, which is an awful dangerous thing, if you stop and think about it. Then you, you get to this kind of story here. And it says Cargill, the Cargill Company Corporation, and others are behind the anti-organic Stanford study. The Stanford came out with a study to say, oh, it's no different, it's, good. it's just as nourishing as, as uh, uh, the, the organic food that you're eating, the GM food, uh, etc. But they don't go into the chemicals and all that, pesticides, and, and the fact, too, that they've, they've modified the genes. There's foreign genes in what you're eating, even insect genes, for goodness sake. Anyway, it says... Harry Wallop of the London Telegraph ends his anti-organic food editorial with the following sentence. And it says, tomorrow the baby is going to get an extra dollop of pesticide-sprayed carrots. Whether or not Wallop is his brain adult as he leads on to being, the point of his editorial is to encourage similar attitudes amongst the Telegraph's readership, attempting to manipulate public perception in the wake of a recent Stanford study regarding organic food. Whether or not readers in the Telegraph will put their own health and that of their children at risk for the sake of protecting Big Agra's bottom line and the faltering paradigm that Big Agra products are safe for human consumption simply because Harry Wallop thinks it's good to feed his baby with pesticide-sprayed carrots remains to be seen. The London Telegraph, when not fabricating news to support England's latest imperial ventures overseas, is at the forefront of many of the largest corporate financier-funded lobbying campaigns. Recently, someone has splurged and splurged big on anti-organic food lobbying uh, built atop a, sus- a suspect Stanford study. It's a flawed study, it says. So... It says, when entire news cycles are dominated by headlines built on a single university study with editorials attempting to hammer in big agra talking points, a lobbying effort is clearly afoot. And then they go into it. It says that the most recent anti-organic food campaign began with the Stanford study out of the Center for Health Policy, a subsidiary of Stanford's Freeman Spokely Institute for International Studies examining the nutritional value of organic food versus non-organic food with pesticides on it and had nearly the same nutritional value, the study claims, as organic food, completely skipping over the whole point of eating organic. Indeed, the nutritional value would be similar, but the entire point of eating organic is not because of vastly superior nutritional value, but to avoid the extras included with products from big agri-corporations, like the chemicals and so on. The Stanford study intentionally dismisses concerns regarding the presence of pesticides by simply claiming levels were within legal tolerances. Well, we've heard all that stuff before with medicines and everything else. 
No discussion was made on whether legal tolerances equated to safe tolerances, nor, nor was it any mention made of the harmful effects of genetically modified organisms or other controversial food additives found in non-organic food products. So why the straw man argument? Well, it's a corporate-funded study. The Stanford Center for Health Policy states the following on its own website, and I put the link up tonight at cuttingthroughthematics.com. The Freeman Spogley Institute for International Studies relies on support from its friends as well as from national and international foundations and corporations for the funding of the Institute's research, teaching and outreach activities. The Center for Health Policy is a subsidiary of the Freeman Spogley Institute for International Studies. So who are these friends, national and international foundations and corporations funding the research of FSI and its subsidiary, the Stanford Center for Health Policy? And I'll go and see who they are when I come back after these messages. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, back cutting through the matrix, talking about this Stanford study to do is a propaganda piece which is basically bashing organic foods. Organic foods really are natural foods. We shouldn't call them organic as opposed to GM, which is not natural with intensive, what they call intensive modern farming, which is just chemical farming. But anyway, it says here, uh, who funded this study, this propaganda piece? And it said here, uh, that uh, according to the FSI's 2011 annual report, page 38, and I'll put the PDF up tonight, agricultural giant cargo and British Petroleum, big chemical industry, and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who are heavily invo- involved, invested in both Cargill and big agri-giant Monsanto, uh, the Ford Foundation, Google, Goldman Sachs, the Smith Richardson Foundation, and many other corporate financier Fortune 500 special interests. That's who funded the study. So you know it's completely bogus, you see. And um, it says that none of this is mentioned in the lack of independence and transparency involved in the study and its presentation to the public overturns the credibility of both Stanford and the Western media machine that so eagerly shoveled the results out to the public, combined with the fact the study itself is flawed and the, cons- and the concerted, disingenuous nature with which it is being promoted to the public, a premeditated public relations campaign bought and paid for by Stanford's FSI sponsors, most notably Cargill and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is self-evident. And then this article goes on on what to do about it. It says, quite obviously, one should continue eating organic. Additionally, the duplicitous nature exhibited by academia, the mass media, and the vast corporate interests over overtly driving both demands from us uh, to redouble efforts at implementing full-spectrum boycotts aimed at big agra, as well as other Fortune 500 corporate financier monopolies. This includes other processed food makers, such as Pepsi and Coca-Cola, Kraft, and a myriad of subsidiaries they maintain. And then they go on about what else to do about it. But that's how bad things are in, in the media. Uh, they just put these blurbs out, you see, in your face. And, of course, they never tell you that it's really a marketing campaign to discredit organic and actually to promote the, their GM food and big chemical industries. And to hell with your health in, in the meantime, too, of course. 
Mind you, they want to depopulate, don't forget that. And so does Bill and Melinda Gates and many of the other ones at the top there. Now, six new GMO crops that may soon hit your dinner table. And it says that genetic modified um, crops are going to hit your dinner table, new ones. It says, remember when the USDA gave Monsanto's new GMO crops the fast track to approval? Regardless to the, of the numerous accounts of organ damage, pesticide-resistant weeds, and unintentionally mutated organisms like resistant insects, our own government is manipulating the game to let biotech bullies like Monsanto get speedier regulatory reviews. Consequently, the environment, livestock, and consumers will be exposed to even greater danger. As stated in the press release, the Secretary of Agriculture, Tom Vilsack, envisaged transforming the USD into a high-performing organization that focuses on its customers. We like to think that we, the consumers, are those customers. The likes of Monsanto, Dow, and Syngenta, however, would probably disagree. Here's your chance to tell the USDA otherwise. The first two crops on this list have been on the old slower track approval process, which allows 60 days for the public to comment. Something as important as what you're going to eat. It's 60 days for you to comment if you even hear about it. The remaining four are new additions, but are on the fast track, meaning we will only have until September the 11th of 2012 to have our say before these seeds hit the soil and maybe your dinner table. And it says here, Dow 2,4-D and glufosinate tolerant soybean. It's a new type of soybean. Now, they've been modifying that forever, but this is a new type again. And it says um, the herbicide usage has been boosted by 300 million pounds. So it's even more pesticides, despite claims by Biotech Bemos that other plants like weeds would not grow resistant to glyphosate, commonly known as Roundup. And now we have superweeds. Of course, Biotech and seemingly the USDA doesn't care, and they plan on adding the 2,4-D herbicide and decamba. This is to the list. Syngenta corn, rootworm-resistant corn. Plenty of nations have banned Syngenta's GMBT crops, but not the U.S. This type of corn produces its own pesticides and kills all bugs, good or bad, which also means livestock can get sick from eating it. Research says that 80% of pregnant women have BT toxins in their blood, and I've read the article on the air a while ago. That is true. Okanagan non-browning apples, conventional apples are covered in pesticides. That's why we buy organic, but Okanagan has produced the first GM apple, and it says take action against genetically modified apples here. Monsanto decamba, tolerant soybean, and take action here. And uh, 2,4-D glyphosate and glufosinate, tolerant soybean, take action here. So I'll put this all up tonight. To, to show you uh, what they're putting in new, and also a genetic glyphosate tolerant corn, another one goes in as well. So there's new ones they're adding to all the time, and they're putting this corn in everything, as you well know. It goes into everything, but they don't need to at the top. The big boys, they won't, they will not eat this stuff. What does that tell you? Huh? And. Another one, two, alleged GM experiment raises fear for parents. It says this is in China. The parents of children in Hunan province who took part in a study allegedly involving genetically modified rice have expressed concerns over possible health hazards. They're using children to do these tests on, these experiments on. Uh, but with GM food, back in a moment after these messages. You're listening.
listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're back cutting through the Matrix talking about the big scams that are going across the world. They've always had scams across the world uh, using innocent people uh, who really haven't a clue what's going on. And, the, and of course, the treats, you're always taught to, be, to trust your governments, especially the medical facilities. I mean, that's how they get you. We're here to help you. Things like that. It works all the time. In a socialized country. So you, you've been socialized and domesticated. That's what that means, you see. And you look towards these big people as the, you know, who are really the abusers. You, you look to, to help you. You see. But it's the parents of children in Hunan province who took part in a study allegedly involving genetically modified rice have expressed concerns over possible health hazards. The move comes as one of the authors of the study, Yan Xian, denied that the project used GM food. Well, they do that in China. They do that here too. Yin, a researcher with the, Center, the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention, Nutrition and Food Safety Institute, was listed as the third author of the study on a paper listed on August the 1st in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. The paper said that in 2008, 68 children in Hengyang, Hunan province were fed golden rice. Now, golden rice is a GM variety of rice. And I remember Rockefeller uh, talking about he was only push on in the world. And but then they found the United Nations came out afterwards. This is in this, this article here. But I remember at the time, so right on the air too, uh, that so the United Nations had found it was really good because the, this golden rice also uh, had a, a sterilizing quality on the males who ate it. <laughs> Isn't that something? Eh? So anyway, it says um, a GM variety of rice to test if it could help children with vitamin A deficiencies. The study was led by Tufts University in the U.S. However, Liang Ziofeng, Deputy Director of the China CDC, said on Tuesday that the part of the research project in which Yin participated did not involve golden rice, but the matter is still being analyzed. Given that the study involved many partners and that it was a complicated matter, further investigation is still underway, Liang said. On Sunday, Hugh Yuming, a researcher at the Human CDC, who was listed as the second author of the research paper, also denied the use of golden rice, I guess the word's gone round, and added that he had not been asked by the journal to sign the paper before he, the publication. But the parents are worried, it says, in Jiangkou uh, Township, Yunnan, where the study took place 2008, parents of the children involved have expressed their concern. One said, I learned about the U.S. research paper on the Internet, said Zi Ho. I'm really scared. My daughter took part in the study, and now she looks smaller than the other children of the same age. I don't know if that is related to the study. Her daughter, Leo K., uh, aged 11, was one of the more than 60 children at Jiangku Primary School who participated in a nutrition study on the transformation of carotene in vegetables to vitamin A in children's bodies. And according to Leo, she ate three meals uh, for free each day at school under the program when she was seven. Isn't that nice? You get that for free. Okay. I had the meals for 15 days, she said, but I had, a, I had a fever three times at the time. My parents then asked me to quit the program. She recalled that the program's rice looked no different than normal rice. Golden rice is yellow. We also had milk and vegetables with each meal. She added that, that the children got a blood test each week. We don't know why they needed to have blood tests, but we're told by teachers that the blood would be sent to the U.S. for testing, said Leo's mother, Z. 
The program lasted two years. More children were involved in the program in 2009, Z said. Before the program, Z was asked to sign an agreement with the school, but she said that it did not mention GM Rice. Andrea Grossman, a public relations officer for Tufts University's Human Nutrition Research Centre on Aging, was quoted by the Beijing Youth Daily as saying that the study on golden rice was approved by authorities in both countries after an examination by ethics com- committees. See, they've got the same ethics committees as we have, you know, the totalitarian. And we do have totalitarian ethics committees on a different agenda than you'd ever imagine. Anyways, according to Z, some teachers to the, uh, at the school also took part in the program, given school bags, pencil boxes, and free tours in the provincial capital of Shanghai as a reward afterwards, she said. And a teacher at the school, so named Chen, whose child was involved in the program, said the disease control and prevention experts have started investigating the case. So, it just shows you, it goes on and on quite a bit too, I'll put this link up tonight too for those who who realize the same cons go on in every country, because we're, we're, we're all peasants. We're all, all, we're all the herd now. It actually calls, it gives herd immunity, etc. And they feed the herd when they get these big top agri-food businesses together. Or we feed the herd. That's how we're seen, you see. Now, Monsanto's genetically modified corn is losing effectiveness. You've got rootworm in the Midwest, and, and the rootworm's adapting to overcome its defenses. And it says, generally engineered corn is supposed to resist insects, raising harvest yields for farmers, reaping profits for the biotech company. However, it appears that Mother Nature has found a way around the genetic modifications. U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has commented on a report issued August that rootworms in Illinois were developing resistance to the insecticide produced by Yieldguard and the genetically modified brand of corn. And it says rootworm resistance to the corn was originally observed last year where a number of Midwestern cornfields fell victim to the bugs. Prior to the development of genetically enhanced corn, which hit the market in 2003, rootworms caused $1 billion worth in annual damage to corn crops. Responding to the study, the EPA said there is mounting evidence that insects are adapting to the genetic modifications. Monsanto, of course, disputed the finding, noting that the studies did not confirm resistance and called for more research. <laughs> Propaganda wars, eh? MMR, measles, mumps, rubella vaccine caused deafness in children. Are you deaf or in denial? It says here. It's a, a rogue strain of um, uh, measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine has proven to have caused deafness in at least two children, has been claimed. Katie Stephen, who lost use of her left ear days after being inoculated as a child, is reportedly the first known victim to prove her case to the Vaccine Damage Payments Unit. But the 21-year-old has been refused the £120,000 payout for vaccine injury because it's only given to people with 60% disablement, according to the Times. The measure used by the Department of Work and Pensions to decide payout uh, defines single-sided deafness as 20% disablement. It comes after a second victim who lost hearing in both ears received compensation in a previous case, the paper said. So, as I say, we all know it's, it's happening. Miss Stevens' mother, Wendy, told the time she wasn't born this way. It was done to her by the Department of Health. They distributed pamphlets arguing that this was the right thing to do for your child and not just that, but the right thing to do for herd immunity. That's what they call it in, in, in official uh, letterheads in the UK against these three illnesses. 
Paul Breckel, Chief Executive of Action on Hearing Loss, said, We're disappointed that the formula used by the Vaccine Damage Payment Unit does not fully recognise the impact for Katie. Well, they knew all right, but they just don't want to pay any money out. Simple as that. You know, they know they've caused it, it's been proven, but they don't want to pay out the cash. And it says, Miss Stephen from Stonehaven in Aberdeen was 15 months old, 15 months old, eh, when she was given the inoculation in 1991. A health visitor recorded hearing problems at 18 months, although previous tests had been normal. In 1996, she was diagnosed with deafness. According to the Times, her medical records showed that she was deafened by the MMR jab using the rogue uh, Urabi strain of mumps, which was given to 5.4 million British children between 1988 and 1992. In total, 10 cases of deafness after the jab were formally recorded at the time, the paper said. Mind you, this stuff can actually show any time through your life. It, it, it can come on. An academic study found that the, ch- the cause of deafness in six of those cases was unknown, but the MMR was a possibility. It added four of the suspect cases had single-sided deafness. So it's see, it's not just the Chinese. We get t- we've been testing on we've been having more testing on us than the Chinese. Uh, they're just getting into the swing of things. And um, this other article too. It's interesting. All you hear about is Iran is smear campaigns by Israel, by the U.S. Congress, and uh, who are all pro-Israel and, and go there for their holidays generally, and, and give 30 standing ovations when the Prime Minister of Israel comes over to them more than anybody else. But anyway, uh, they're always talking about, oh, Iran's a terrible place, nasty, oh, terrible, terrible, and yet Iran is hosting a big event. It says here, it says um. Iran has made quite a number of scientific contributions to both stem cell research and reproductive biomedicine, and they're holding uh, an international conference on those very things. It's a really good opportunity to be here and learn more about them, says Professor Paul Tezar, Case uh, Western Reserve University. Iran has held the 8th Congress on Stem Cell Biology Technology, hosting scientists from nine countries in the capital city of Tehran. A group of 14 scientists have participated in the event to discuss the importance of stem cell research and its ability to prevent genetic diseases. And Iran invested $2.5 billion in stem cell research since 2008 and ranked second in the world in stem cells transplantation. Iran's Royan Institute for Reproductive Biomedicine, Stem Cell Biology and Technology is the country's leading biomedical research center involved in stem cell technology and regenerative medicine. So it's one of the top institutes, it says here. And they're also um, using this on people uh, to treat cardiac arrests and the damage that's caused chronic lower extremities, ulcers, liver cirrhosis, and uh, vitiligo, it says here. And it says they've also succeeded, succeeded in cloning various form farm animals, including a lamb named Royana, a goat named Hannah, and two calves called Bonyana and Tamina, etc. So up in the science, the science quarter, they're just up there in the first world countries too. Let's hope they don't get bombed into the Stone Age like has been the habit recently of the big warmongers and the guys who want to plunder their lands. Smart meters. Three smart meters are linked to small fires. Another three. This is a, this is happening all the time. Uh, smart meters should just go blow on, up in fire. Remember one from Australia I read last year, the year before, and they actually showed you videos of these things suddenly bursting into flames. And then of course you had the big corporations and stopped. Well, it's not our fault. No, it's probably the wiring, uh, etc. But now they admit again uh, they're actually causing fires. 
and says incidents involving power regulation devices spanned from 2010 to 12 and involved connection, fitting equipment and according to utility, it says. ComEd has installed smart meters right in about 130,000 homes and businesses designed to help customers manage energy use, yeah, and help ComEd zero in on outages. And um, they talk about that the... It says, Commonwealth Edison confirmed Thursday that three of its smart meters, which wirelessly relay power use data between homes and the company, have been involved in small small fires in the Chicago region. Uh, you understand these things are, are bombarding you all the time with a high-frequency Wi-Fi, very powerful. They also have an FM transmitter. They can commit through Wi-Fi to, to the power lines, the antennas on the power lines. And they, and they transmit through, through Wi-Fi and FM and then some other thing, some other microwave. So they send out three readings in case one number two of them gets dampened. They send out three of them. And they use your current, of course, to send that data out as well and, and charge you for it. And um, you've been bombarded all the time. And they overheat at times. Sometimes you'll hear them really humming. When they really are humming, they're using your home's one. You see, it's a main one. For other homes, and all the, all the data from other homes is getting rerouted through yours, and then you transmit it out to, to the wires, and it goes back to the company, and they know all about it, you see. They're making a world smart grid, I hope you understand that, that's what it's all about. A world smart grid. So one day, you see down the road, when you have the World Corp that owns everything, all power, uh, like the World Corp, uh, they'll say, oh, well, you see, there's a, what they cause blackouts in, the, in this country here, because they need it over here right now, in that country. Uh, yada, yada, yada. And this is how they're going to do it for the future. Plan blackouts. And they'll simply cut whole areas off. Now, that's what it's all about, folks. Because you, you, see, everything's, everything's, all the monopolies are, are consolidating and, 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 and just, just like cancers grab all of their cells and pull them into themselves. That's what they're doing, massive monopolies. And you have one corporation called the World Water Corporation, one, the World Electrical Opera, Corporation, etc., etc. That's where it's going, right down to uh, the, the, world, the World Food Corporation. That's the plan. And it's well underway. And <laughs> this is an amazing one. About a year ago, I mentioned this one too, uh, when they were putting this, this implants into women's bodies uh, for a contraception. Well, here's the result of it, it says here. Fertility fears for hundreds of women after removable contraceptive implants go missing inside their bodies. Isn't science wonderful? All that wonderful marketing they give, and, and then you get this kind of thing happening. It says, Implanon device contains a progesterone-like hormone. Remember, that's a, that's a, that's a synthetic type. These are really dangerous to your body, by the way. A progesterone-like hormone that's released slowly into the bloodstream. The MHRA said there have been reports of problems with inserting and removing the implant. Older women could now be left with no chance of having children. And it says, hundreds of women have, have had their fertility put in jeopardy after a popular contraceptive implant was apparently lost in their bodies. The problem with the implant-on device could also force hundreds more to delay their dream of motherhood. 
The implant, which is used by hundreds of thousands of women in the UK, is the size of a matchstick and is inserted under the skin of the upper arm in a procedure that needs to be carried out by a trained doctor. You ever met an untrained doctor? They're pretty nasty. And it says, after use, the device is meant to be removed. It can also be taken out of the body sooner if the woman desires to try and get pregnant or for health reasons. However, a number of of worried women have revealed online forums that doctors have been unable to locate their implants, raising fears they may never be able to conceive. And it says, and it's the latest setback for the contraceptive method manufactured by Merck, of course, by a number of women using the device last year found, this, even though the ones who had it, they found they were still becoming pregnant. Over three years, Implanon released a hormone progesterone, what's well, a hormone on it's a progesterone-like substance, it's synthetic, remember, into the blood which stops the ovaries from releasing eggs and makes the womb less receptive. But almost 600 pregnancies were reported by women who had the contraceptive method, who'd used it. The rod is made from a biodegradable synthetic material, which experts, those experts again, those you know, vague things at the top, say should not be cause any health problems. However, a number of women have expressed their fears of potential problems that might arise. And it says, one of them said, uh, has anyone else had a problem with her implant and going missing? I went to have mine removed five months ago, but the doctor couldn't feel where it was, so he sent me for an, an ultrasound, which couldn't find it. So I'm now waiting for an MRI scan to see if that picks it up. I'm so worried it'll never be found. Kelly replied, replied uh, another one, that she had the device for 18 months, adding, when I had it out, it had moved by itself an inch up my arm from the original scar. The doctor said it was really odd because fatty tissue is supposed to keep it in place where, where, where it's inserted. He really was shocked, it says. The 90 pounds device is the cost of it, used by around 800,000 moon. So it was licensed in 1999, and it's about 800,000 women using it. And now it's going, well, missing. <laughs> I'll be back with more after this break. Folks, I am Alan Watt. We're back cutting through the matrix and Greece now. Well, no, but this it's a tragedy was happened to Greece. It really is. Remember, Goldman Sachs as a company they went in there before they joined the European Union uh, to do its books to see if they were up to scratch and all the rest of it to fudge its books really so that it would get entry into the European Union. Goldman Sachs, the big boys, they didn't get fined or charged with for doing this, but they did fudge the books. And the EU's admitted that since. So now they're hammering Greece like crazy. And they're selling off its islands and everything. This is incredible. This is disgusting. Disgusting. Beyond disgusting. And um, it says here that Greece's Eurozone creditors are demanding the government in Athens introduce a six-day working week as part of the stiff terms for the country's second bailout. I mean, it's more than two bailouts. I've been more bailing them all the time here. They also want uh, uh, market reforms from minimum wages to flexible working hours. They want them to have a six-day week, working week. The demand is contained in a leaked letter from the troika of the country's lenders. Who's the lenders? Well, the European Commission, actually, they're not, they're not elected. Do you know that? The commission at the top of the, who runs Europe, these secret guys, are not elected. 
It's not democratic. The European Central Bank, the private bank that, that was set up by, you know, the Royal of International Affairs, it sets up all the private banks for Rothschild. And the International Monetary Fund, which is the heavy man uh, that works for, to collect all the cash, you see, for the, for the central banking system. In the letter, the officials uh, policing Greece's compliance with the austerity package imposed in return for the bailout insist on radical labour market reforms from minimum wages to overtime limits to flexible working hours that are likely to worsen the standoff between government and organised labour in Greece. After a long delay caused by months of political paralysis in Greece, the Troika inspectors returned to Athens this week to scrutinise Greek observance of its bailout terms. They should just kick the bankers out, folks and tear everything up, including their debt, because it's all nonsense anyway, and start afresh. That's what they'd have to do. That's what all the countries should actually do, kick all these central bankers out, because it was a raw issue of international affairs uh, under that whole world domination plan that came up with the idea of central banking across the planet based on the British private system. And that came out in in Quigley's uh, uh, articles too, who was a historian for the CFR, he says the ultimate plan is to rule the countries by central banks, private central banks, all working under the umbrella of the Bank for International Settlement in Switzerland. We have no say in any of this. this nobody gets to vote in this in the general public. It's just simply done. And they fleece us like sheep. And this is what they can do to a country, utterly ruin it. And every other country in this wonderful EU conglomerate that's sucked into it, has to keep borrowing money from these same bankers to, to hand over to Greece to plug the holes and they cannot plug them. So they're bringing all the countries into incredible, incredible debt forever and ever and ever. And that's what bankers do. They don't care about the outstanding uh, money they're owed. They just care about balancing the budget every year. It's masses of money, which they don't, they don't deserve anyway. It's a con. Companies never pay off the outstanding loan. They pay off the interest every year. And that's what the bankers love. They live incredibly high on the hog on the interest from all the countries they've suckered. That's reality. And you keep voting for the same boys that are put in by the same banking system. Ah. From Hamish Marcel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. Me, your God... Or your gods go with you.